On March 19, 2020, COVID-19 forced schools to abruptly close and shift to online and hybrid learning, uprooting the lives of caregivers, students, and all school personnel. This podcast series will center the voices of caregiver students and school staff members as they discuss their online and hybrid learning experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through this podcast series, multiple stakeholders will gain firsthand insight into the various ways caregiver students and school staff members navigated and continue to navigate schooling during a pandemic. The goals of this podcast series are to provide stakeholders firsthand accounts of caregiver students and school staff members' experiences during online and hybrid learning and provide opportunities for stakeholders to better understand caregiver students and school staff members' challenges and triumphs so they can support caregivers, students, and school staff members during the continuing pandemic and beyond. We would like to thank the students, caregivers, and school staff members for taking the time to share their experiences with us. We appreciate you all. One of the issues that I face is that um, some parents, they are unable to afford the internet. And so with the school, we have now run out of hotspots for students. Well, that means that the students is now um, not receiving any type of education because they are virtual students. And because the parent has chose virtual, we can't say we forcing that parent to become in-person due to COVID and the pandemic. So now the child is not being educated since January. And there's no solutions in sight of? The only solution that right now, what I was, um, one of the suggestions I was, I was told to make is to ask if they, if they could make an arrangement with the provider. Now that would be up to the provider. But again, this parent is stating that she does not have an income that would allow um, her to even afford a payment plan. She is struggling with um, paying her rent. So to keep a roof over her head and her concern is keeping her child healthy at home and then she can't afford the hotspot and the Wi-Fi to help with the education. That's a- so with the solutions, those are some of the um, issues that we are fighting against right now. Yeah, not, not being able to give the students access they need to Wi-Fi. To Wi-Fi, we we were able to give a lot of students hotspots, but once we ran out, then there's not a solution to it. I sometimes I have a question: Who mm-hmm. determines when it runs out if there are students who are still in need? Well, we had so many hotspots given out, and even with the hotspot, what we did was coordinate uh, with the elementary, middle school, and high school. So if you say for one hotspot, you can have up to 10 devices. So only one household should have received a hotspot. So that way we were able to distribute um, hundreds of hotspots, but those were given to us by T-Mobile. I, I don't know how the district paid for it or what arrangements were made. I just know that we were able to have these things, but once we no longer had any more, we, we were told to just ask um, parents to see if they could have their provider maybe get a hot spot or make a payment arrangement or things like that. Wow. Yeah, that's... Wow. 
So like I said, those are some of my issues that I'm working through with parents and working through with students. Yeah, that's, yeah, because I mean, nothing you say or can do, it's gonna put more money in that mom's hand who needs to keep a roof over their head. And when you think about the cost of Wi-Fi, it's like, you know, there should, within a school, and there just needs to be enough resources coming from somewhere where that student could have access to what they need to learn at home. Like you say, you can't force them to come back. And it's um, to then put it completely on the parent, nothing's gonna change your financial situation. Yeah. And the providers may or may not, you know, they're still in the business of making money. They may or may not um, wanna provide. I know there I know there are support programs for Wi-Fi, but for many of them, you have to have your account settled. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not gonna provide the, the discounted Wi-Fi if you have a delinquent balance. Right. And, you know, I, I think some people misjudge parents and say, well, they should have just sent their uh, child to school. This mom was crying. She was, I mean, she was really weeping about what solutions could she have for her child. And she's like, I can't barely afford my rent. We are barely making it. And so she needed assistance with other things, with just food and things like that. And so to think, Yet, this is something else that's added on to her. She can't afford Wi-Fi for her child to be educated. And then to worry about now I'm sending her to school with COVID. Are they safe in school? You know, like that's, mm-hmm. wow. Well, I I hope that they get some support, but it's been since January. So we're, she's going into three, her third month of not getting educated mm-hmm. this year. This resource was brought to you by the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center. To find out about other Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center resources, visit our website at www.greatlakesequity.org. To subscribe to our publications, click on the subscribe to our publications link located on the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center website. The Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center, a project of the Great Lakes Equity Center, is funded by the United States Department of Education to provide technical assistance, resources, and professional learning opportunities related to equity, civil rights, and systemic school reform throughout our 13-state region. The contents of this presentation were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education. However, these contents do not necessarily represent the policy of the U.S. Department of Education, and you should not assume endorsement by the federal government. This product and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for educational training purposes only. No part of this recording may be reproduced or utilized in any form or in any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or by any information storage and retrieval system without permission in writing from the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center. Finally, the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center would like to thank the Indiana University School of Education Indianapolis at IUPY, as well as Executive Director Dr. Catherine King-Torres, Director of Operations Dr. Sina Skelton, and Associate Director Dr. Tiffany Kaiser for their leadership and guidance in the development of all tools and resources to support the region.